Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. And uh, I wrestle bears. That's not true anymore. I quit that a long time ago. Welcome to the show. Aristotle Full Throttle here. Not wrestling bears anymore. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's an occupational hazard of dying. You don't want to die wrestling bears. <laughs> This is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. It's every day at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, although I might change that because I'm going to be traveling soon. I'm going to be traveling out of the world. Well, the L.A. world, that is. I'm not going to be in L.A. for a few weeks because, you know what, Uh, I could do the show from anywhere, so I'm going to do the show from everywhere at all at once. Welcome to the show. It's hot. I'm hot. It's too sweaty out. I'm uh, I'm a bit exhausted. I don't know why I'm exhausted. You ever get exhausted? Elon Musk purchased Twitter. What? He's they, Twitter has accepted his bid. Now, uh, well, the stock market's crashing. It's great. That's probably due to Elon Musk trying to crash the market. But I gotta say that Elon Musk, he's got a lot of dollars. He's gonna try to make the uh, Twitter available to everybody for free. Well, I mean, it is already, but I mean, he's going to say free more, more free speech. He's probably going to reinstate uh, Trump, which is crazy. This is the world we live in, ladies and gentlemen, you know, but I guess that's more free speech than it is not. It's just you got to stop the uh, the harm. But how do you stop all the harm? And what is considered harmful? This is really a question <clears throat> of the ages. This is something that we should all be asking ourselves. What is what is what I'm saying harmful? I found this. I just found this is a wire. It has a it says USB to USB. I don't know why I have that. <clears throat> but I'm going to prepare to leave town. But I will be on Twitter. I will be on here. I will be posting things and uh, keeping you uh, abreast uh, of my journey. I'm going for a sojourn in New York, and then I'm going to stay in Scotland. Why not? You ever been to Scotland? I've never been, so I'm going to go. I'm going to be a Highlander. There can only be one. What are you guys up to today? Let me know in the comments. Otherwise, I'm going to read the news. What else is going on in the news? I can't believe it. Uh, The Batman 2 got greenlit. Batman 2, it's coming out 2024. That's pretty soon. It's only two years from now. So I guess they're going to be shooting all next year. They took like three years to make this first Batman. And always, it's difficult, you know. Um, It's interesting because sometimes the first movie you make takes years and years and years. And then they're like, okay, make another one right now. Okay. Well, we know you spent seven years working on this movie, Star Wars, right? Now make another one real quick. A lot of times it's people are, like, for instance, the movie Us, the follow-up to the movie Get Out. There's a lot of people who like that movie better. I don't understand what's wrong with them. But uh, Get Out is a much better movie. I'm just letting you know in case you like the movie Us more than you like Get Out. But let me tell you why. Get Out is a greater, it's just a better movie. It was... Jordan Peele's first feature film that he's directed, it's a horror movie, and in that movie, there's so many great ideas and so many things, it's just so well executed. I feel because he had more time to...
that movie. And then, of course, he came out with Us about two years later. And then people were just like, I, I thought there were too many things. I think that the movie Us could have benefited from maybe two more drafts. I think he could have taken a few ideas out. Uh, listen, I'm not about dumbing down scripts, but I think that Jordan Peele could have taken a few of those ideas out because we had, what, rabbits that were living in grounds underground that were lockers, and there were people in lockers paralleling the people on the earth, and then there was flips, and there was and there was there's scissors, and then there was cutout dolls, and there was hands across America. It was just one too many ideas in that movie. You know what I mean, Kel to the Lean? There's one too many ideas in the movie Us, and a lot of people think that uh, uh, Us was better than Get Out, but those people are wrong. Am I right, Kel to the Lean? Get Out fully realized. Kel to the Lean says Get Out fully realized in a way that Us didn't. I totally agree with that. I feel like Us had so many great ideas in it, but just too too many <laughs> too too many ideas in that movie let me see if i can shine a light on the background here it's so dark in here it doesn't it's really not i'm not perceiving this darkness it's just the, my f-stop f-stop hey kelleen It's so terrible. And I killed Sparky too. I figured it out. The frame rate situation is because the audio software that I'm using. Is just too much. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just too much. So I gotta like turn off my audio when I turn on the intros, and then everything's fine. But I don't know, man. I don't know. So what's going on with you, Colleen? What's go? What's new with you? I'm leaving town for three weeks, basically. I miss being on tour as a musician. I think. Uh, but I, on on my little sojourn out to, uh, in different places, I'm gonna be in New York. I'm gonna be in Portland. I'm gonna be in New York. I'm gonna be in Scotland. I'm going to be hanging out. I'm be getting out of town. You know what I mean? And I'm going to be uh, trying, to, trying to finish my photo book. I took a lot of photos this year and last year, and I'm going to make a photo book out of it. Kind of hard to spoil anything at that frame rate. Whoa, hey yo. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. What's going on, Colleen to the lean? Kel to the lean? Lean to the teen? Teen to the lean? Um, Colleen said I had a really good physical therapy session this morning and a little stationary bike. Well, that's exciting. That is, you know. Uh, did you, Colleen, did you see the Batman? Did you watch the Batman on, uh, on HBO's? Did you hear about Elon Musk? I have a friend who hates Elon Musk with all his might. He's like, F Elon Musk. He sucks. I hate him so much. I hate Elon Musk. He's such an idiot. I hate him. I hate him. And I'm always like, all right, cool. And he's like, guess your boy. What, you like Elon Musk? You like him? You like him? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't hate him as much as you. I don't, I don't hate him as much as you. I don't like him as much as you hate him. <laughs> you know what I mean? So people are like, yeah, he's so terrible. He's the worst thing ever to happen. And I'm like, well, he's put an internet into space. He's putting things into space. He's he's made the first electric car that's marketable. 
I don't know. I, I seem pretty neutral about it. <laughs> kind of ambivalent. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, he seems to be doing some cool things. Why not? Why are you so angry with Elon Musk? Because he's a rich dude and you're not as rich as he is? Because no one in the world is? No one in the world is as rich as Elon Musk, except for Jeff Bezos every other week. But uh, I'll tell you, did you see the Batman? What did you think of the Batman? Right now I'm talking about Elon Musk also purchasing Twitter. Uh Kelton Leeds says, I started the Batman, but immediately realized I needed to wait until I could give it 100% full attention. Yeah. I saw it two times in the movies, and I'm going to go watch it next week, probably. With my parents, going to hang out, chill with my parents, go watch the movie with them. Probably going to go see Doctor Strange with my parents. Because uh, I'm going to be in New York, staying. There's a health issue going on back in New York. I'm going to go support. Got to support your team. You know what I mean? Colleen. So, Rand Paul is trending, Colleen. I'm sure you're excited about that. Amazon prices went up today, too. Everything goes up. Everything. The stock market crashed and prices are going up. Isn't that great? Isn't that cool the way that happens? They're like, here's less money for you, and everything's more expensive. This is why I booked a trip to Scotland, actually. I booked a one-way ticket to New York from Portland because I had a scheduled trip to Portland this weekend, which reminds me, I got to get my money back for that uh, return trip from Portland that was scheduled for Tuesday. And then I said, I'm going to uh, go to New York from Portland. And then I tried to reschedule a trip back from New York to L.A. to change the one trip that was from Portland to L.A. And they said, that's going to cost you like $555. <laughs> And I said, how much to go to Edinburgh, Scotland? Uh, they said, 700 Like, Ed, how much to go to Edinburgh, Scotland, and then back to LAX? They said, 700 So I said, well, that's what I'm going to do then, because I can travel more and not just spend $550 just going straight back home to LA. Which, by the way, I feel like I've been living the same day over and over again. I don't know how you've been feeling, but it's been pretty much the same day. For about two years. So I'm ready to go. I'm ready to leave. I know last year I was fortunate enough to leave the country and do some stuff, but it was still kind of under lockdown and crazy uh, restrictions. Now I'm, I'm out there. I'm going to go, go away for a while, for a few weeks. I'll be back. Uh, Kelton Lean says they saw Spider-Man and Ugly Cried. Yes, Spider-Man was incredible. Spider-Man was my favorite movie of the last year. Spider-Man should have won Best Picture, in my opinion. Spider-Man was the most powerful, emotional. I saw it three times in the movies. Two, three times in the movies I saw it. I saw it once by myself, three days after I got dumped, and I uh, ugly cried. And then I went back to uh, New York, and I saw it with my friend Judy, and then I saw it with my parents, and they all liked it. Of course you're going to like it. It's a good movie. Why wouldn't you like that movie? Maybe if you're a communist... You won't like the movie. Maybe if you're a communist, you would like the movie. I don't know. I don't know about your politics or not. But Spider-Man is the only politics you need. Hey, look at this, what I got here. I got a tattoo. It's a tattoo of Nick, Nicolas Cage because I went to see the pre, the uh, a private screening of Massive Talent, of the unbearable weight of Massive Talent. Um, I saw that movie last week, last Tuesday, this time last week. I saw the movie, and now I got a tattoo. I could put Nicolas Cage on my body. 
like this. But, you know, if that's if you want Nicolas Cage on your body, not everybody wants Nicolas Cage on their body. I don't even think Nicolas Cage wants his Nicolas Cage on his body. But uh, what was your favorite part? Uh, Kelsaline says, uh, Andrew Garfield continues to be underappreciated. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Andrew Garfield knocked it out the park. In the deuce, we listen. We're not going to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. But if you don't know by now, if you don't know it by now, you will never, 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 Parker. You will Peter, Peter, Peter Parker. Peter, Peter, Peter Parker is what happened in that movie. If you haven't seen it yet, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It was good. It's a good movie. It's the best movie. It might have been the best MCU movie because. Let me just go on. It's time to spoil that movie. Spider-Man No Way Home is the most incredible movie because they gave the Green Goblin his due as a villain. They showed why he's the arch nemesis of Spider-Man, Peter Parker, of this version of Tom Holland's Peter Parker. They showed why he's the worst possible enemy he could possibly have, and he's also a sympathetic enemy. You kind of feel bad for him, but you hate his guts at the same time because of what he did. And you saw the motivation that Peter needed to become actual Spider-Man. This movie, Spider-Man No Way Home, was the old, it was the first movie where Tom Harland's Harland, Tom Har- Holland's Spider-Man became Spider-Man. Tom Holland's Peter Parker became Spider-Man in this movie. This was the movie. This was his origin story, if you will. Even though we've seen several movies with Spider-Man, this was the one where he became Spider-Man. Alfred Molina was great. Everyone was great in the movie. I agree. Alfred Molina, I have met him. I have conversed with him. He is a wonderful man. And the entire time I was talking to Alfred Molina, I was like, yeah, Dr. Octopus. I'm talking to Dr. Octopus right now. I didn't say that to him, though, but I thought it. The whole time, in fact. In fact, I didn't stop thinking it. I was talking to him, and he was saying things, and I was like, I can't hear you right now, Dr. Octopus. <laughs> He's as big as me. He's as tall as I am. He's a big man. Actors don't come in my size. They don't, they're very small with large heads. They have the same size head as me, but their legs are probably like... uh Three like three feet shorter. Hi, Coroptera. Yeah, bats. Isn't that what a bat is? Coropteras? Uh Keltaline was shocked about Aunt May. Well, I would have been shocked had it not been sort of spoiled for me right before the movie, Kaleen. Right before the movie, someone was like, Oh, uh, I got really sad at this point. Oh, anyway, go go enjoy that movie. And I was like, I'm literally headed out the door. Stop. Don't tell me. And then I was like, all right, something's going to happen. So I figured it out. This is why I don't like spoilers. This is why I don't like spoilers on any type of car. They're terrible. They look ugly. They don't really work. Sometimes people on their Honda Accord will put a spoiler. And I'm like, spoilers? Spoiler alert? Hey, Corruptor, I see that you're in the chat. How are you today? I... Okay. I'm fine. Oh, I go. just got home from work and immediately logged in to the to the Discord thing yes. that I don't know how to use. Well, maybe I do know how to use it because I'm here. Yeah, I, I think you've successfully used it because I can hear you loud and clear. Uh, how was your work? Nice. 
Was it wonderful? Was it everything you dreamt of? It was frustrating. It oh. was, yes, I do dream of work often, and I wish I didn't because, you know, I already way. spend eight hours a day there. Oh, yeah. You ever notice that? Like sometimes yeah. you do something all day long, and then you go home, and you just want to get away from it, but then all night long you dream about it, and then you have to go back to it. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, I've been, you know, shopping for new brains, trying to oh, yeah? see if I can get a, one with less uh, thoughts. Where do you go shopping for that? I'm Amazon? They just raised their prices. I would like a new brain. I refuse. Yeah, I'm not going to support Amazon's cheap. Uh, what is what is the word for the thing that Amazon does when they make a product, but like slightly worse than the name brands? It's not knockoff. Knock off. They do something. It's just knockoff. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. not getting a knockoff brain. Okay. Maybe from get Bed, Bath and Beyond or something. Uh, this reminds me of a joke, but also there. Uh, when I was a kid, there was a thing called the GoBots, and they were a knockoff of the Transformers because they were cheap and they were crappy. Like for instance, the Transformers would go like, you could like change them all around and then move them around. But then the GoBots was just like a car, and then you just like pulled like the head out of it, and it was just like now it's got a he- it's a car with and a just- head. <laughs> they didn't really think them through, you know. Uh oh, I'm overloaded. I can't hear you. Oh, you're doing that fun, crackly Transformers noise with your voice, but I don't think it's on purpose. Oh no, it wasn't on purpose. Here's a joke for you uh, about buying a new brain. A guy walks into a shop, right? It's a brain store. There's brains in jars on the shelf behind them, and they all have labels on them. And he says, uh, how much for, I need a new brain. How much for that, uh, lawyer's brain? And then the, the, the guy behind the counter says, oh, the lawyer's brain in the jar right here? That, that lawyer's brain, that costs, uh, $50,000. He's like, oh, okay, well, that's a little oh steep. Gosh. And then he says, how much for that, uh, doctor's brain? And then the guy says, oh, this doctor's, this doctor's brain? Oh, that's going to cost you about $200,000. It's because it's a doctor's brain. Oh, my God. And then he says, uh, then he says, how much? See, I don't know what to say here because it's, times are changing. But when I was a kid, it was, how much is that skater's brain? It says skater kid on the, on the jar. And the, guy, and the guy behind the counter says, that brain is going to set you back about $3 million. And the guy's like, what? oh, my God. Why is it so expensive? He says, because it's never been used. Thank you. <laughs> but I'm Tish. Thank you. So where did you get a new brain? What kind of brain are you in the market for? Um, I'm thinking, like, you know that skater brain that has never been used? That sounds pretty good because it's like a clean slate. I don't have to think about Elon, Elon Musk, and I don't have to think yeah. about Amazon basics and none yeah. of that stuff. Um, I'm also considering, like, a cat brain. They seem to mm. be having a pretty good time. All cat the time. brains. 
they always seem to be like distracted. You know, I, I used to make a joke that uh, a cat's brain is just the test signal tone. Boop. That's just that's what's going on in their brain. Anyway. Yeah, sometimes they decide to make that sound out loud too. Yeah, they go boop. Kelton Lee says Amazon Basics <laughs> brain. You can return it at Kohl's. That's funny. <laughs> uh, wait, no, let me just see. Uh, Kelton Lee says there are already articles screaming at the reader uh, to avoid Doctor Strange spoilers at all costs, more than any other MCU film. Well, Kelton Lee. Now, Chiraptor, I don't know if you know Kelton Lee's reputation about spoiling, but they they get they cannot help themselves. It's almost like it's almost like what uh, I don't know. It would be like. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. You know, uh, it's like uh, she's 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 a character because what happens is someone's got to come come out and like sweep her off the stage and be like, no, Colleen, no, stop, stop, stop. You got to stop her before she uh, spoils spoils it. It all just comes pouring out. Oh, it's one of those like big old shepherd hooks. Yeah, you got to pull her off the stage and be like, Colleen. And then she's like, uh oh, <laughs> spoiled it again. <laughs> oh, well, you know, uh, she says her reputation is bordering on misinformation at this point. Well, that's good. If you could scramble up the messages, we would appreciate that so that we don't know what's real or not. Just gaslight us, Killeen. <laughs> Just like, what is oh, our reality? I read that comment as a you. You are spreading misinformation about Keltalilian's reputation, which is also fair because that's what the internet is for. Mm, the information super. I don't want to believe the, anything. The misinformation superhighway. That's what okay. I call it. There you go. <laughs> Your t-shirt design. Uh, that is a good one. Misinformation superhighway. Somebody write that down. Somebody clip that. I, I learned that I should I'm shout that it. out. Thank you. Write it down on the new brain. Khalid says, I don't remember the last time I spoiled something. But fair enough, Khalid. We've we've managed to healthily, we used to do group watches on the show. And then, uh, uh, you know, Khalid might have watched the show right before we all watched it. It was like, oh, wait, watch this part. But then we'd be like, Khalid. It was funny. It was very funny because it, uh, it was like a sitcom. Because everybody would say, Khalid. <laughs> and then she'd be like, Khalid needs a... Uh, you need a you need a catchphrase like Urkel. Did I do that? Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> what do you think Colleen's catchphrase? Should the pressure be? is on. Come I up with it right Neo. now, right now. You're right now. Let's come up with a catchphrase for Colleen, and it's gonna be like, uh, uh oh, spaghettio. Is it? What's it? <laughs> what's that? What's this part? What's this part? Mm. Yeah, because yeah. I've you know oh, I've never been on a on a life. What's this You've part? never been on. A- um, I've never been on a on a like a live watch thingy with everybody. Like well, I've welcome. tuned into the show. Yeah. But never never sat there and like interacted with everyone while the the watch was going on. I think I caught a little bit of the. Um, the Mandalorian season two and a half. Oh yeah, yeah. that was pretty good. That was but, a really good. Oh yeah, two two and a half with uh with Boba Fett. 
<laughs> Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah, that was totally Mando, Mando season two and a half. Oh, I think Colleen just told us what her catchphrase is. I couldn't help it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Love that. There it is. Here it is. All right, so you have bats in yeah. the... Yeah. In the um, belfry. I need to know every in the belfry... I actually yeah. don't know what Belfry means. It means like um, you don't have to pay for the, I think. Is that right? Anybody? Anybody know what a Belfry is? Yeah. No, a Belfry is a, yeah. it's like at the top of a church where you like, it's where Quasimodo would hang out. That's just, that's just where you oh, hang, okay. hang out in the Belfry. Yeah. We should use as many words that we don't actually know the definition of I'll, as we can. I will do that obsequious, obsequiously. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I hear it, though. I'm tempted to just word. make up words and then see if it's a word. Oh, yeah? What would the be of the word? Carubiously. Carubiously. Carubious. With a K? Lub- uh, Kellogg. Luke. That's the name of a brand, right? Kellogg's. Yeah. Yeah. It's the name of a cereal and a brand and a, a really horrible uh, health bar because it's made of mostly sugar. It's like a Kellogg's bar. You know, most... Hey, Colleen, welcome to the show. Colleen, now give us a, your perfect, your best... I couldn't help it. <laughs> I think that's the new catch. I couldn't help it. <laughs> iconic. That is iconic. That that's a. That's a. <laughs> Colleen has just uh, landed herself uh, a classic and iconic catchphrase. Welcome to the show, Colleen. Uh, how how are you today? Um, today's a good day. Today is a day where I feel like I'm on the mend. You're on the mend? So, That's good. Yeah. How, it's it's, it's going to take another, like, three months, but I'm getting there. That's a long time to have to recover. Well, we're thinking about you, Colleen. What are you doing uh, in the, in the meantime? Are you able to uh, catch up on TV shows and movies? And, uh, yes, with friends? there there are there are a few that I haven't even started at, and you'd be like ashamed of me. Um, oh, but I haven't started yep. uh, night yet. Okay, I still uh, gotta catch up. Is Holly here? No, Ollie's, oh, I, I don't see Holly. <laughs> Sorry, no, my neighbor. Um, oh, hi, Holly. No, she's not here. Oh, sorry, sorry, not pictured. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's so exciting here. Um, yeah. I've been re-watching stuff. Oh, I want to start Outer Range on Amazon. What's that? That's that new, like, sci-fi western with uh, Josh Brolin. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I've seen a poster. They, yeah, they said it's like Damon Lindelof meets the Coen brothers. 
Oh, interesting. I, I'm not sure if it was a poster or an out-of-home advertisement, what I saw. But I did see... <laughs> oh, this is, that's an inside joke. Let me tell you why. Yesterday, I was hired to do some photography of billboards, but they weren't called billboards anymore. They're called out-of-home advertisements. And I was like, you mean the billboard? And they were, and they were like, yeah. Go, go ahead. That's like calling recess, like, out-of-classroom activity. <laughs> that is very true. Hi, I'm, I'm going around. Neo-Westerns are, a, are the big thing now. Neo-Westerns. What other Neo-Westerns are going on? First, let's all hold and watch I'm Uncle Ron's intro. Here it is. My most likable song ever. Coca-Cola, lipstick ring, go dance all night, dance all night, kiss me. likable song ever yeah people will love it <laughs> welcome welcome to the show i'm uncle ron i'm uncle ron says hell or high water yellowstone stuff like that oh hell or high water that was a fantastic movie did anybody ever did anybody here see hell or high water um with chris pine and and then and too just never got around to it I, I quite like that movie. Uh, it, did you see Everything Everywhere All at Once at the same time today and, and tomorrow and yesterday? It's a, it's a you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I, I, I feel like when I see it, it'll feel like I saw it two months ago. Yes. You see it I, everywhere all the time, all at once. Yeah. Even two every, months ago. Every day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> always. Always. I, I was... I was watching the movie and uh, I liked it a lot. I wasn't like super, super duper gaga over it. Like a lot of people are like, it's the greatest movie I've ever seen. And I'm just like, it's really good. It's really good. And uh, though it could have been 20 minutes, 30 minutes shorter, but also I think the villain in it, I think this villain in this movie is one of my favorite villains of all time, to be honest. That's that's a true fact. I was watching the movie just saying, this is one of the best villains I've ever seen. Um, so just for that alone, I recommend you guys check. I'm not going to spoil who the villain is, but they are great. Um, I'm Uncle Ron's fantastic movie. Uh, I was talking about Bats earlier. Bats the Belfry. Uh, the Batman 2 has been greenlit. The Belfry is where the bell is. Okay. Yeah, we oh, were trying to locate. Makes sense. Yeah, it would make sense uh, that. You know, also, scientists have finally located the wazoo. That's a joke from oh. my brain. Yeah. Because you know things go up the wazoo? Where is that? What is that? <laughs> what is I always imagined it as like like straight up into the air. Like what when people wazoo? say there were... They have like... They have cash up the wazoo. Mm-hmm. I just think like... So much that it just goes straight up into the air like a geyser. Oh. Or like an illegal firework or something. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Firework explodes. So that would be. I didn't realize it was so volatile. I thought I I pictured the shape of a tuba. I don't know why. Because it was. It sounds like an interesting. Maybe it's like. Maybe it's like an illegal firework. Yeah. And. 
it you shoot just at ends up too. making a womp womp sound. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the sound? Yeah. That's the wazoo. <laughs> That's a wazoo generating sound. I figured that the wazoo <laughs> was just an extra dimension that things get lost in. That it's just it's a dimension wrapped in on itself, you know? I don't know. I don't know. What do I know about wazoos? Like Inception? Yeah. But it would be like... Well, yeah, I actually... I like that a lot. Let's uh, let's have a philosophical discussion about the nature of the wazoo. <laughs> I would love to. You know, I, I also... Would bringing, bringing up Inception, though... I was thinking oh, about no. that movie. <laughs> well, can you see the thing? Elliot Page is in that movie, right? And uh, they play, uh, uh, you know, a, a woman. And uh, in My that best movie... My was her was his assistant for that movie. That's awesome. Because they were good in that movie. However, they didn't have any other role other than to be like going, What? And then what is this? Yeah. And what? And then what is that? And then Leonardo DiCaprio's like, let me explain to you how this whole thing works. <laughs> and then they were just like, what? <laughs> and I was like, this is not a good role. <laughs> this is a terrible role. I know. It's, you know, um, that's what I was thinking the entire time watching uh, that, that movie. That seems like a... It seems like what? I feel like sometimes you cut out. Oh, or maybe I you just pause because I started saying something. Oh, and I'm listening. Yeah, I'm, I paused. That seems like what? And then I'm going to catch oh, up on the comment. That that kind of story is a. Uh, it feels like somebody who really wants to explain what how they view like the dream world or whatever philosophical or esoteric whatever thing it is that they're explaining so they don't know how to make the other characters characters they just make the other people like the people that they're explaining their view to and it yeah, becomes like it, a like a college lecture that's exactly what it felt like if but it felt like to me that the the female characters in that movie were either the damsel in distress at the tower that he's like going after or someone you had to explain everything to <laughs> Because they were like, oh, the that's, and that's how some mansplaining kind of guys view the ladies in their life. That's how they're going to write them. And and you know, Christopher Nolan is kind of you know, if you watch his movies, a lot of them are like that. It's like a white guy explaining everything to other people. Uh, I'm Uncle Ron says, uh, it's just it's just how it is. I think Christopher Nolan sees himself as Leonardo DiCaprio, sees himself as Guy Pierce, sees himself. As whoever the main character is, because they're always like this blonde-haired white guy who's. It's uh, Matthew McConaughey. Is Matthew? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm Uncle Rod says, Warner Brothers revealed its plans for another Cape Crusader story during its Tuesday evening presentation at CinemaCon, the annual trade show for theater owners. The Batman director Matt Reeves was on hand to announce the news that he will write the follow-up, but he did not provide any details about what the movie will entail. Yes, I am looking forward to that. I really enjoyed the the Batman and Robert Pattinson is uh, returning for the Batman sequel. Says I'm Uncle Ron. Thank you for that update and that info. I am uh, I'm looking forward to that. I I liked. That movie, I liked Robert Pattinson in it because he just felt very vulnerable. He felt like a very vulnerable Batman, like a very like a guy that just 
He's got a good brain. You know, he got a good brain at the good brain store, and he's got a good uh, motivation to want to save everyone or fix everything, or at least I can relate to that motivation. And then, but he he doesn't. Ever, he's he's a very selfless character, and uh, you know, I guess we're going to learn more about where. Bruce Wayne is at because he he felt like he was always Batman. Speaking of bats, he felt like he was always Batman throughout the movie, even when he wasn't in his his costume. He was just walking around like Bruce Wayne doesn't matter. Nothing matters. What matters is is Batman, and I, I found that really compelling. But I'm glad that he's. he's I am back. sorry. I'm sad to see the era of uh, every Batman being a different guy ending. You know, he's, <laughs> he's actually returning. They're not going to recast him. Watch Robert yeah, Pattinson like, die right before they start filming. Oh, my God. Yeah. They, you know, that, oh, whoa, they, whoa. that might happen. That's as a bad, curse. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I saw <laughs> two Batmans um, on Jimmy Kimball. Kimmel. Oh, yeah. Kimball. Jimmy Kimball. I think it was last week. My name is Kimball. Detective Jimmy Kimball. I'm, <laughs> I'm just reintegrating back into society. Give me a break. Um, <laughs> but it was because uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene called the cops on him. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. She called said, the well, cops she on claimed She called the cop, but she claimed she called it. She filed a complaint with the Capitol Police, and I'm sure the Capitol Police were real enthusiastic to do anything for her safety. Um, because he made a joke about where the punchline was, like, where's Will Smith when you need him? Oh. Okay. To, to, slap, to slap a fool. So it was a violent... It was a violent... Well... But then Not he really. said, you know what? You know what? When you say stuff to me, I'm going to be calling on, you know, calling people too. And he put out the bad signal. <laughs> oh boy. And I figured Affleck was going to do something, but it was actually Keaton and Clooney. Really? Keaton and Clooney? Who'd have thought? They played the same Batman, mm-hmm. technically. Right? Because that's like the same, that's the, technically the same Bat universe. Because it's got the same Alfred from all four suit. movies. They, they, they all wear the same suit. And know, Clooney's had nipples. We're supposed to be getting into multiverse stuff. Yeah. But who knows? Because Ezra Miller has turned into a better villain than any I've seen on in a DC movie. I'm worried for him. I yeah. know. I'm worried for him and for the people around him. Yeah. Like, there's got to be something... Really, really stressful happening. We we need to talk about Ezra. We need to oh, talk no. about Ezra. Is that a movie? He, That's a movie. We need to talk kept, about Kevin. Yeah, we, we, Kevin <laughs> yeah. And we need to talk about Kevin. And he kept uh. the crossbow, too. Mm-hmm. And there, there was apparently, like, interviewers that he was like, you want to see the crossbow? And they're like, no, I don't, I don't need to see a deadly weapon while I'm interviewing you. Was he oh, in my that God. movie? Was he in? Is he, he in yeah, the dark side? Was he was a movie. Yeah, he oh, was scary in that he was movie. Terrifying. And Tilda Swinton also very unsettling. 
Really, she's my favorite. Really powerful piece. She's my favorite ever. Oh yeah, did you, you watch it? I haven't seen it because I heard it was really depressing, and I don't know if I can handle it. It is very dark. But Tilda Swift, she's my favorite. She's like, I feel like when the aliens come down and they ask for the Wi-Fi password, we should send Tilda Swinton up to the ship to represent humanity and be like, this is the best we got. <laughs> this, is a, this is a prime example. She's the perfect bridge she between really humanity and, and alienity. <laughs> and alienity. And I think that's a good word that you just made up. I think... That uh, write it down. <laughs> write that one down. That's a shirt. I think that Tilda, yeah, she probably could communicate with them effortlessly. Uh, I'm Uncle Ron says Kevin Conroy is my favorite theatrical Batman. I could say theatrical because Mask of the Phantasm came out in the theaters. Fair enough, that is true. I did see that one in the theater. I also wanted to say. That all this multiverse stuff with all of the different Flashes and all the Ezra Millers and all the different Batmans and all the different Spider-Mans and all the different Spider-Mans. Like, that is so much like that soda machine at the AMC when you got, like, every type of soda that you can press. Yeah, this is, we have entered the multiverse soda machine of movies now. You can make any type of soda you want. uh, Maybe Pepsi can come out with, like, the Pepsi multiverse. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you can mix Across it all together, but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> I had so much Mr. Pib last weekend. I had too much Mr. Pib that I'm still peeing it out. And also, I would like to say that Mr. Pib, even though he does not have his medical degree, he is Mr. Pib Esquire. And then also, but which means, check this out. Oliver came up with this joke this morning. He's got his Juris Prune... And thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. But uh, yeah, I, could you imagine if Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in the same machine at once? I think the universe would collapse in on itself. Like mixing Marvel and DC in the same movie. That's just, I don't think it would work. It would not work. But I feel like, but you know, you got better. Could have a better ending to us than Hands Across America. That would be. Speaking of us, that was a, uh, yeah, we were talking about us earlier. But if you think about it, though, Michael Keaton is Batman and he is also the vulture. And he's also Birdman. Mm-hmm. So he's all of the flying creatures. But uh, the, the movie, Ooh, Us. Maybe we'll meet the Flash's dad in uh, prison. Oh, yeah, yeah. With B- Barry, the actor from The Flash from the 90s. Now, Flash or Billy Crudup? Well, it, it, it's uh, what's his face, Billy Crudup. Oh. Billy, Billy Crudup yeah, Prefontaine. Billy Crudup. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the non-method Prefontaine. Yeah, Billy Crudup. Interestingly enough, uh, was uh, with what was her name? He had he was baby mom, daddy. But before that, he was with Parker. No, Mary, Mary, Mary Louise, Louise Parker. Parker. And she was about nine months pregnant. And he said, uh, I'm leaving you for Claire Danes. And then they were all at an award show together. It was very awkward. Um, that's what I think of every time I see Billy Crudup. Also, I think of when he's in Alien Covenant and he looks at the alien egg and you're like, why, Billy Crudup? Why? You die, you're going to die now. <laughs> Yeah. 
I actually I do remember thinking something similar when I saw that movie. Yeah. He got what's coming to him. I think I said something like, you dumb dummy. <laughs> you dumb dummy, Billy Crudup. But um, yeah, the the ending of the movie Us, it was just a much. It was a lot. Although I remember, you know, I've seen footage. Uh, when they had Hands Across America a long time ago, this is a long time ago, they had Hands Across America, which was the concept was that in order to have a show of peace, and unity across the United States. Everyone was going to hold hands and it was going to link. It's going to be this big link across the entire United States from coast to coast. We're going to hold hands and then do hands across America. They're going to do that. Except go ahead. And then what? And then this is what happened. People just went outside in the, in the playground and, they just stood in a circle and held hands. They didn't really hold hands across they America. Repeated the the closed societies all across the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were like, "We're gonna marginalize, and we're gonna <laughs> yeah. continue the human pattern." Yeah. So I, I get that concept, that urge in the movie Us to have completed the true. Unit show of unity across the United States um, because it was a big letdown that day. I'm uh, not that I remember. I've seen footage, but I, uh, you know, it was it was not what you, you thought of as a kid. You thought, oh, we're all gonna hold hands down the road and just it's gonna go all the way for three thousand miles, but it, it didn't. It went from like one side of the playground to the other. What year oh, was that? Was I, was, I think it was right before I was in kindergarten or something. That was last year. Yeah, two, let's, two, let's age everybody in the <laughs> chat. It was two or three years ago, I think. I remember I was, I was 23. Uh, I didn't know I was in the hospital that long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you wake up, it's rumpled still skin. <laughs> oh wait, not Wimples just Rip and Winkle. I get those confused. Rumple Tom Tom Riddle. Tom Riddle. Rumpel. Oh okay. Rebel Wilson. I get um, them all confused. I would confused. like to briefly return to the neo western topic. Oh yeah. And bring up Miracle Workers. Oh Ooh. I oh my god. Are you gonna talk about that one scene in particular. That one scene. <laughs> I love that I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Um, I, I watch it every now and then on YouTube because it's just spoiler for us. Do you have any idea what we're talking about? I have no idea. I can't wait. I'm listening. I've... Spoil it, but like, don't give anything away. Well, each season, you know, it's kind of like an anthology type thing where it's the same cast, but it's a completely different story. And it's funny it, American Horror Story. Yeah, kind of. But it's it, this one takes place like in the prudish uh, Old West. And um, Daniel Radcliffe plays... Uh, like the town preacher Ooh. and there's a Does night at the saloon where everybody... um 
of sorts. Uh, I, I mean, he's. I mean, I see Equus. Have, I, I didn't. He, he <laughs> you don't see any wand, but you definitely see some magic. Um, <laughs> okay. You see a side of Daniel Radcliffe you've never seen before. Yeah. Uh, is Including it, the backside. It's <laughs> his backside and his front side. Well, Equ- oh, I said I seen Equus where he he performs that play in the nude. Yeah, uh, yeah, I knew. Yeah. Welcome, Edge, to the show. I, welcome, Edge. Destroy everything. But I'm not. But I can. Let's play Edge's intro. Just hold for 30 seconds. Let's see if this works. My computer, my computer, help computer, my computer, um, is, uh, I would like for that to help computer comedy. Okay. Uh, yeah, my computer is very on its last legs, but yes, it is choppy AF and I'm sorry, but edge. I can destroy everything, but I'm not, but I can. What? Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, Edge says that she loves that show. Uh, Equus. No, it's it's what's it called again? American uh, Miracle Workers. American Steve Miracle Buscemi Workers. Steve Buscemi plays God. Steve Buscemi, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, which to that I'd like to say. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? Yeah. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Fair enough. Have we um, had any health updates about him? About uh, our friend Jeff Bridges? Yeah. I heard he's okay. I heard he's doing all right. I, in yeah. fact, asked Lee Boxleitner right. that, and Lee Boxleitner would know. <laughs> so oh, I, I right, 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 right. Uh-huh. So I said, I said to him a couple, uh, a couple months ago, I was like, how's he doing? He said, he's doing all right. <laughs> so that's good. That is good. Good. Um, I get, hope he's doing well enough for Tron 3, which is coming out in a couple of years, apparently. So apparently, oh, apparently yeah. Tron 3 is coming out. Um, There's a Tron 2. There was yeah, a Tron. Olivia Wilde, isn't it? Yeah. It was pretty good, actually. Daft Punk did the soundtrack. It was, it was neat. It looked cool. It seemed like... Oh. You know what it was like? Yeah, it was like 2007. I that was a remake. A lot of people thought it was a remake. A lot that of people was a didn't sequel. really. Okay. A lot of people didn't even know it was a sequel. So a lot of people were were saying, "I didn't quite get what was going on." <laughs> it was like, "Well, you had to have been there for." You know, here's the travesty of the original movie Tron. It uses extensive computer-generated uh, images and, and effects throughout the entire movie, um, but. In 1982, when the movie came out, they weren't considered real effects, so they didn't consider them for an Oscar. But it clearly had been the movie with the most CG ever to that point, and then it was before they considered that legit. (laughs) So they just said, "You're not. You don't qualify." Did they even have a category for that at the time? Nope. Mary Poppins was the first movie to win special effects, wasn't it? 
Well, here's the thing. There's, I think this is how it goes. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. There's visual effects, which are uh, the CG and everything, and then there's special effects, which are like Mary Poppins and More stuff. Practical. Where a lot of practical effects, but it's also camera stuff. So the, I think the visual effects, VFX, are all of the stuff where they do um, like inside the computer box. And then uh, special effects are phot- photographic of nature, I think. I don't know if anyone out there knows for sure. Uh, Googling it. Yeah. But... But they didn't have a visual effects category. I think they just had a special effects category. Um, I got it for you. What is it? Special effects are achieved in real time during filming. All visual effects are added after shooting in post-production. Oh, so so it's when when they're done. Right. Technically, Mary Poppins should have won for visual effects because it won for the animation, um, live-action mixture scenes. But Those were pretty that, cool. that category may not have existed at the time in the 60s. So it won special effects. For those horny penguins? All of those, you all interpreted those horny them penguins. as horny? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> of course. I thought they were just very just passionate think- about their work. Uh, Noel Dreyer 2 says, Doctor Strange is coming out with a new Marvel movie. Yes, Noel Dreyer 2. Interesting we have the same last name, except yours has a 2 at the end of it. That's very strange. But uh, we should go see that movie next week. Because I'll be there. Let's go watch that movie. That's, that's my father. And Doctor uh, Strange <laughs> is going to be hosting SNL again. Oh, yes. Eggs Benedict Cucumber so. Patch. Oh. <laughs> I would love to see that. I would like to see Doctor Strange and Harry Potter in the same movie, in a multiverse movie with penguins. That would be really excellent actors. One of the reasons Miracle Workers is so good is because Daniel Radcliffe is astounding in every episode. Yeah, he's just totally committed. And you can tell they're all having a really good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is, um, that's, uh, sorry, I just got distracted for a second, but that's, oh, oh the, all the actors are having a good time. That's always the best. That, I feel that like that comes across when you watch a movie. If everybody would had fun on the set, like you could kind of feel that energy on screen sometimes, especially with like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies or something like that. It just feels like mm-hmm. they're having fun. Um, I like when uh, horror movies have a cast that you know is having fun on screen because then you get invested and then when they die, you're like really messed up about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true. You want to feel horrible when someone dies in a movie unless, you know, I don't know, unless you hate that character. But I have that theory that we were talking about. Even if you're a villain, even if you're like the most hateable character possible in a movie, you still have to be likable. This is my theory. I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, but Ange says she got her tickets and T-shirt already for Doctor Strange. Ange, Ange said this. She said, I can destroy everything, <laughs> but I'm not. But I can. Never gets hey. old. Yeah. 
that's I feel like that's like the spirit of Doctor Strange too. Well, that line. My my house key is uh, actually Doctor Strange. Oh my it's god, Doctor Strange printed on it. <laughs> well, I was like looking at what different things you could get because I was you know making several at the time, and I thought, hey, what Benedict Cumberbatch on my keys? That's cool. But, is it? it- yeah, I know. Maybe like one day I'll open up my door into a multiverse. Ah, interesting. That would be cool if you can if, uh, evoke the magic, invoke magic with using that keychain. Uh, Ant says most satisfying death was Joffrey. F him so much. Oh yeah, that was pretty, pretty satisfying. Also, Ramsey, that was a good death. Ramsey and Joffrey. Except you know. Here's the thing. Here's why I think that this is true. Because if you were to see the actor who plays Joffrey, you might be like, oh, I hate you so much. Good job, man. <laughs> you know, I hated you yeah. so much. That was awesome. You know, because they got you to feel that way about him. But the actor who plays Joffrey just went, quit acting, went back to school and is just. Yeah, for philosophy. Nice. <laughs> he was in uh, uh, Batman Begins. Yes, he oh, was. That's a kid. Mm-hmm. He was a little kid. I was like, are you Batman? <laughs> He's sitting on the um, fire escape. Well, yes, Ramsey and Speaking of Joffrey. villains, what, what is it about Joffrey that's still likable to you? Because that one's a hard sell. Because I personally disagree with this likable particular mm-hmm. word. Yeah. I, I think interesting. Yeah, that's the word I would use. Maybe like, the word is charisma. They have to be captivating enough for you to have some investment in their path. Yeah, I think there's maybe it's yeah an investment. It's a it's a I think there's still a charisma. I he was so slimy and gross, and I'm trying to think of. Uh... See, he seems like too almost like sterile in a way. To call him like slimy. Well, like he was just so completely uh, sociopathic that you just didn't really. Yeah, and like so he was single minded. A product of being raised in this protective little bubble. And it, you know, it backfired in the worst. Well, and she, at one, you know, eventually kept him in that bubble to protect others from him. Like, mm. he couldn't be slimy because it would have been wiped off of him immediately. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he, they would have whoever was they blamed for him being slimy executed. Mm-hmm. And he never seemed really like he had a plan for anything. He just seemed like a jerk all the time. He just lived in the moment of being a jerk. Did he ever... He didn't have any, like, big plans or anything. He just... He wasn't really having machinations or or anything like that. He Every time kind of... he was given the opportunity to be kind or to do something, you know, even a little bit collectivist or selfless, he didn't do it. And that made him suck so much. Yeah. I mean, he He's... was like the little brother who would break into his sister's room when she was gone and like 
pull the heads off of her Barbie dolls, but then like cry when he got caught. Right. Like right. he's the victim. Only the Barbie dolls were people. Yeah. <laughs> he did have people beheaded, didn't he? Yeah. Oh. You know, I'm trying to think it. Like, he saw betrayal as like a power move. Yeah. Yeah. Also, because he took after his mom's. Because she, Cersei is like one of my favorite characters. I know everybody hates her, but I, I kind of like her a lot. Uh, because for many reasons, it's, I like the scene where she says, like, uh, well, she was with Littlefinger, and Littlefinger's like, uh, you know, knowledge is power. And then she, like, commanded all the troops to do whatever the hell she wanted. And then she said, power is power. And I said, that's right. That's <laughs> Actually, true. I believe, I believe knowledge is power, but that was a pretty badass move. Power play. But she is a power player. I like Cersei. A lot of people hate her, though. I think well, she's great. and that's another example of you know the cat. She's captivating, and yes, and, and you know she commits and doubles down, and it, she had such a disappointing. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but she she deserved a a better. Death, not in terms of like, you know, her suffering because she really didn't suffer. Uh, but she deserved a more. There's no needed to focus more on her death. She deserved that attention. Yeah. Did you feel bad and for her when she was when she was publicly shamed? Nope. Yeah. I don't think I did either. I thought, no, but I was, I, no, and I was annoyed because, like, you know, much as in life, religious zealots were idiots and, you know, going too far, and I, it was going to backfire. I mean, I knew it was because, well, no, I don't think the books have gotten past. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. But I knew it was going to mm. backfire, and I was just like, whatever, you stupid idiots. You know, yeah. he's going to kill all of you now. Mm. Yeah, I mean. I, I was, I was like, not exactly looking forward to her just, like, exacting her revenge when all the characters with noble intentions were still suffering and dying. Mm. Yeah, she, she, she was a... I like that she got the Iron Throne, though. Honestly. I said, well, that makes sense. Uh, Ange says... Ramsey was worse, uh, or Joffrey, I guess, was worse in the books, and that Ange was more partial to Olena and Tyrion. Hey, Big Bubble three two one, welcome to the show. We were just talking about random things: belfries, bats, Batman, the Batman two. Elon Musk bought Twitter. What? Also, Game of Thrones. Why not? Just throwing that in there. Olena was, yeah, Olena was a hero with the charisma of a villain. Ah. What a great yeah. way to define her character. You are so right. Thank you. Which one was that again? Olena? That's the, the, that the, was the one I was going to marry. Diana Rigg. She was going to marry Grandma the... Uh, Rocks. Yeah, that was oh. Grandma Rose. Where she drank the wine? Yeah. Or, yeah, Tell she her, was great. It was me. I want her to know it was me. That was fantastic. She chugged that wine. She said, peace out, yo. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, <clears throat> in the books, it looked... 
as though her brother was going to kill her, says Ange. And oh, um, I did like Tyrion. He was pretty, uh, pretty good character. A very lots of yeah, but he was, I, yeah, he was a horse's ass by the end. Yeah, they they Seriously, just weren't smart thing. enough. What's what's that? Well, he just like horses, horses ass, and a, he and a, wasn't and a as jackass? smart as he. He was he was the smartest person in King's Landing, sure, but he got he he was a little bit too full of himself. Yeah, and then he suddenly became obsessed with Daenerys and made so many bad decisions because of it. Oh yeah, we well, all get so obsessed with Daenerys. She's pretty. <laughs> Yeah, yes. she's a pretty compelling person. Uh, she's you know queen of drag, mother of dragons, uh, the the Daenerys, the, the, the all of the things. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes yeah. ever in that show is when she is announced when Jon Snow comes to meet her for the first time, and he's got his right hand man there, and then her right hand dude is like, "This is the mother of dragons, Daenerys. Uh, she's the leader of the Unsullied, and she's also you know this and that, and then." Uh, and then Jon Snow's guy's just like, Look at oh. the boobs. <laughs> and he was like, this is Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great. That was a pretty great thing. He is one oh. of the um, Why can't I think of his name right now? I, um, he's one Steve. of the only characters whose complete journey I found to be satisfying. Oh, yeah. Where did he end up I... again? He... Who knows? They didn't make the last season. It doesn't exist. It didn't happen. They canceled it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, just, he, he was the only one in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mainly. But he ended up being like an advisor and uh, ruler of part of the well, I he was. I know he was an advisor to the king. I don't know if he got to rule part of the of Westeros, but I know he ended up as an advisor to the king. Yeah. Would you rather be the king or the advisor to the king or queen? Advisor. The advisor, because then they have to make the decision ultimately, uh, right? You don't have to. Well, they have influence, but no one can blame them. They're all going to blame the king. True. You'd be like, this is the right choice. Don't, don't I would prefer to be a princess, though. Then you yeah. have a little bit of influence, but most of your time is spent uh, basically being groomed to be somebody's wife. And that seems oh, yeah? way easier than anything <laughs> else. <laughs> Most impressive, <laughs> Princess Leia, perhaps. Um, would you Would you want to be a princess? Oh, she like did princess work. Leia? Yeah, she did a lot of work. She was really boss Leia. She was like yeah, she was. She was a politician. She really was. She was multifaceted. She had many, many. She's a warrior, politician, a general, princess, all of the things. We can only all aspire to be Princess Leia. Uh, Colleen, would you like to be? The the head honcho, 
or the first in line, the 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 advisor. Yeah. What do you think is better? The advisor. The advisor. Because your perspective isn't warped mm-hmm. or like influenced by the additional you know, requirements and potentially consequences of being a highly visible and well-known figure. Yeah. I wouldn't mind being the lead, the leader, but I would have surround myself with advisors like y'all because you seem like good, good. (laughs) And I would blame it on you. No, I wouldn't. I would take the brunt. I would take, I would make the decision and take the brunt of the, of, of the decision that I make. But, uh, answers, General Princess Leia. What? 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 You're right. What? I'm so sorry. What? General Princess Leia. <laughs> General Princess Leia uh, Esquire. What was Padme? She was a, she was a queen. She was PhD Esquire with jurisprudence. Uh, what do you got? What do y'all got going on tonight? What's the next thing you're going to watch? I'm curious. You have any going to watch the newest episode of American? What was it called? American Fairy Tale. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 one with Harry Potter on HBO. Oh, Miracle Workers. Miracle Workers. That's it. Um, what's next? Next episode yeah. of Our Flag Means Death. Ooh. Oh yeah, it out. Reese Darby on Seth Meyers. Oh, that's cool. I saw and he told the story ones. about how when he was in the military, they like asked him to quit. They asked him to quit? Because that's he funny. was so ter- Yeah, because he was terrible at it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They train you to be a killer. That's what they do. Oh. Old Grogu was trying to use the force on me. Yeah, laugh it up, uh, fuzzball. And a Black Lady sketch show on uh, HBO is coming out. Uh, I don't know if it's today or Thursday. Oh, who's in that? That's an HBO show. Uh-huh. It's in its uh, third season. It's been nominated for Emmys. Uh, Robin Thede, who was uh, head writer for the Larry Wilmore show. Uh-huh. She oh, created yeah. it. And on the first season, Quinta Brunson, who created Abbott Elementary, was on, was a cast member. And then um, Ashley Nicole Black and Robert Townsend's daughter, Sky Townsend. Oh, Robert Townsend. Well. He was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Because well, I, I saw her name was Sky Townsend, and then I looked at her and I was like, I think that's Robert Townsend's daughter. That must be because so, you know Robert Townsend. Media man's daughter, isn't it? I'm gonna get you, sucker. That was a good one. Um, yep. What else? But Holly, uh, it's Hollywood only a half an hour long, but it's it's really funny. Well, I so. can't wait to watch that. Um, mm-hmm. That sounds like a fun. I gotta I gotta catch up on so many. It things. really is. It's yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> it's good stuff. Big, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hilarious. You gotta see it. It's a riddle. And they the got a lot of cool, surprising uh, guest stars too. 
Well, that's always fun. I like a surprise guest star. Mm -hmm. And um, thank you both for being my surprise guest stars for today on Aristotle Full Throttle. <laughs> uh, Y'all out there can always join the Discord and have a chat and have a good time and hang out and uh, talk with me. Who is this imbecile? Me, Aristotle Full Throttle. Uh, there we go. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear me over the cheering, but uh, Coroptera and Keltodeline, Thank you for joining me on Aristotle Full Throttle. It got hot in my room, and I've turned into a, a melted thing of butter. You know when the butter is, you left out the butter? That's what I feel like right now. I've got salmonella on me. All and right. It keeps its shape, but if you touch it, it's just... That's me. That's me right now. I'm brown butter. Nice. <laughs> what is it called? It's like a butter beer? That's it. When you're uh, when you're a Harry Potter, um, when you're a if Harry you're, Potter, yeah. When you're a Harry Potter, you drink butter beer, right? Is that right? No, anyone? Yes. Yo, says Ange. All right, well, that's my cue. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm gonna go eat some, uh, probably a handful of uh, dry rice. Thank you. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Bye. Another one.